Diablo Bang. Here we go. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Ashley, Hans, did you have a good night? Oh, my stomach! <laughs> did you eat something that doesn't agree with you? No, I must just have to take a dump. <laughs> Speaking of dumps, I did have a good night, Court. You did. That, doesn't make, that, doesn't, w- that didn't trend. <laughs> all right, all right. And I thought you were going to be like, this episode was a dump. I was like, actually, I quite liked it. I, I, I agree. Oh, I did, too. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, no, I liked it too. <laughs> uh, so yeah, please rise for uh, Assistant District Attorney Ash Van Gehring. I'm trying to be really quiet on this episode because you said I was too loud. Who's- oh, that. I'm already clicking. I'm glad you brought it up. I was already clicking the pen. Please be seated for Judge Case Van Heel, and I'm your what? sewer person, Doctor Toilet today. Hans I'm busy eating octopus and 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 bull skulls. <laughs> Papa Hans. Uh, I got. We'll get there. No, I mean, I guess here I'm gonna go right into it. The, we're Do in it. season two, episode nine, titled "Inside Harry Stone." After mm. illness causes old Judge Harry Stone to faint while in the courtroom, he is rushed to the hospital where he must undergo tests. Emotion overtakes Harry's logic, and he refuses. Is there anyone who can persuade Harry to ellipses? There we go. And that ellipses takes us right to our favorite r- restaurant, oh. is it? Yeah, it looks, looks the same. Kind of sounds the same. Not the same. New stereotypes. And oh, yeah. it was it was so, it was refreshing. I didn't yeah. have a problem, but it was also jarring to not start in the cafeteria. Yeah. I, I literally, like, I, I smacked Casey. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, 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 look, 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 look. look. So we got what we wondered. We finally return to the sushi restaurant that we saw in but, the Nun episode. But remember, if this is a little throwaway, but did you remember the first shot we start on? Because I was like, Isn't is this it, the it's, cafeteria? It's like a like a, oh, a meat. Uh, like a hot plate. It's That's like right. a chicken, like-, like a grossy raw chicken yellow cutlet. Being flipped like a yeah. close up with a yeah. hand like poking at this. Mash. I thought it was, it like, was more like kind of like um I didn't even know if it was chicken. I thought it was almost like a like a It's a breaded something. Yeah, like a Salisbury steak, like just a Chopstick? lot of stuff mixed that was Chop- getting mm. that was getting flipped on, on the griddle. Yeah, that's and right. And I, I think it was supposed to kind of Gross get us, us out. Yeah, yeah, get us into the mood of, of what what's to come from the meal. So, yeah, we find out Harry is leading in. It's Bull, Dan, and Harry. That's it, right? Uh, Billy. Billy's there. Oh, Billy's there. So She's it's, forgettable. It's the, it's, the, oh, yeah. it's the four of them, and, and Harry is mid-sentence, like, you guys are going to flip, flip over the sushi, and then they walk in, and and I love the gag that the restaurant, it's the same restaurant, and it always just, changes. Yeah. Because I, I think that's when cool. When we learned it was a sushi place. Mm-hmm. It had been Italian. Before, it had correct. been Italian. He was meaning to take the, the, nun. The, the nun to the Italian place. So I think it's perfect. So And then we meet Papa Jack. But don't you kind of wish that Papa Jack was just a, I forget the guy's name, like... 
I think Asian Eddie. Chris. Eddie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish Asian Chris was just serving Greek food. Yeah, and but he was like dress up like with a greasy Greek pompadour if that's what Greeks have. And he's like, I, what are you talking I about? Thought I thought about that too, and I guarantee you that that's how it was written. Oh, I'm sure. I would guarantee that if that was a bit that they, a gag like that they could continue to return, then they would. And I'm sure the actor or something like yeah. it was something on the back end because I, you've got to give them credit. They had to have thought of that. Oh, sure. That I would bet have they been just the could yeah. get the actor. So they're like, well, we'll just. Make what? it a crazy Greek guy. Loving Papa Jack. Papa Jack. No Papa problem Jack's with Papa great. Jack. He's got a very long Greek name when, when he introduces himself. Yeah, I have no idea what it and is. And he's like, but but everyone calls me Papa Jack. And then Dan asks, like, well, why do they call you Papa Jack? And he just, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Papa Jack, by the way, the actor, and this isn't what I'm not, I can't get too into it because there's another actor in this episode oh, who yes, I fucking love. Uh, but Papa Jack, <laughs> from what I looked up, Papa Jack's no schlub. Maybe in this country, like he's done a lot of stuff, like like night court type stuff. That guy's mm. fucking Tom Cruise in Greece in the eighties. <laughs> oh that really? Guy, yeah, he is protagonist, top build in like forty movies in Greece, which has it's a like booming a- film industry, I guess, or did at the time. Well, I, I guess it's like. Uh- not to derail us, but the big sick, like... Oh, right. Yeah, that actor that plays Kumail's, Kumail's dad. Is like the Robert De Niro... Of India. Of Bollywood. Of Bollywood. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's like really well respected, has been he's in everything. He's done like everything. 500 movies, yeah, I think like, they said. Yeah, like it's absolutely... And he's like spanning his entire life. Like yeah. he started young and has grown up doing you know a ton of bollywood films so he's huge like i guess newcomer to the states but judge casey you and i know a bollywood star do we so casey and i you know just a refresh real quick casey and i i forget who we got hooked up with we're with like a friend that i think you worked with they're like our friend he's like he's kind of a big deal they're like pre-gaming for a party if you want to go there he's got a big house in manhattan we're like, yeah, all right, we'll go. We go to this empty duplex, like on 20th Street, and out comes this guy in glittery garb, like oh, greasy shit, hair, yes. totally full of himself, in this like empty apartment. And it was the weirdest experience because instantly they were like pre-gaming to go to like insert name of cool Manhattan club here, like yeah, Lobies yeah, yeah. or something. And he saw me and crusty me and crusty case, and he was just like uh, and we each had like a tall boy, drank it immediately, like kind of like Bluto, like crushed the can and like <laughs> dropped it outside, like on the stoop. And we're like, uh, you got any beer? And he had one and a half beers, That's which he's right, like, I empty. think I have drinks. Like, I don't know what it was about. Cause he didn't want to offer drinks. He didn't want to be cordial in that no, way. No. He just wanted to offer the most boring experience of viewing his Bollywood music videos I've ever had in my oh, life. Oh, shit. Yeah. I so, do remember. <laughs> yeah. he, had, he had like a picnic table. God, yeah. To sit on. And like this unfinished basement, Casey and I quickly took him up on the beer and a half and little bit of fruit wine he had that That's like funny. he wasn't really offering, but we're like, yeah, we'll take it. Sucked on this wine and sat through the craziest, not crazy, that's not fair, but I've seen like Bollywood stuff that's a little, 
It, well, it's it not gets, Western, it's right? Out there. Some it's of it out is... there, but it's very well filmed and good, and, mm. and people are talented. This was just like, I know garbage when I see garbage, and guess <laughs> what? This is this is curried garbage. Sorry. <laughs> garbage, <laughs> garbage in any language is still fucking garbage. Yeah, basura, basurara or whatever. <laughs> and so we sat through this, and it was so boring, and then we had to fight our way out of with the friend because they're like, all right. No, we didn't. They're like, all right, we're ready. Let's go to the club. And we're like, oh, my God, we're going to have to go to the club. But they were thinking the same thing. We were thinking we don't want to go. And they were thinking we don't want them to go. So I feel like they purposely ordered a small car. So they're like, oh, we don't have any seats. You guys can walk downtown. We're like, yeah, like, That's cool. Cool. Yeah. See ya. I did not. I have never heard that story. I forgot about it until you started it. Yeah. Your face was like, what? Until you said the basement because it was. It's like. It was the weirdest thing because it's New York. You don't think there's like weird ground level duplex apartment esque living, but it is. Yeah, and it was, and it's like this costs millions of dollars, like yeah. oh, for yeah. a basement duplex, an I, empty, and it had like a, a like an elephant, like a few artifacts. It could like have been, art. yeah, an amazing like it was an amazing like setup. If it wasn't the, a weird situation, I think the reason I remember it and Casey doesn't. Is because I'm an alcoholic and he isn't. So my mind uh, grasp onto it because I was like, they didn't have any fucking booze for me there. I'll never <laughs> forgive you or forget this ever again. I hate Bollywood now. All of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. So Bollywood to back to Papa Jack, and Papa we Jack. we sit on down to some. Uh, let's call it. Um, Exotic cuisine, right? Exotic fare, yes. Yeah, because I was, I was honestly, it was definitely a Greek name mm-hmm. that Papa Jack gave. Yeah, it's all. Um, oh yeah, and it, it, it was, and it was definitely one of those Stanopatopoulos, like you know, yeah. like eh, totally He's from Meepos, card- basically. yeah, cartoonish yes. Greek names. Um, but I also the restaurant itself didn't scream Greek to me, so I was still unsure. Of I thought what it the might have been a t- yeah, exactly. I was like, this may be like something different. Like it would be. I I thought that's where the gag was going. Right. It's a Greek guy, and we're gonna find out that it's a you know Asian restaurant. Right. Like a, a fusion or Japanese or whatever. Oh, I just disag- um, I disagree with that. But we'll we'll get. Are you talking about the dish? Yeah, well, no, 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 I'm talk- not talking about the dish, but then we sit down and we get the menus, and they're like, oh, well, let's, someone says something like, well, I'll see what we're having here, or, you know, what yeah. what's on the menu. And then you get your and first bowl. bowl. Adorable. All, all Greek to me. <laughs> my fa- That was good, but my favorite aspect of that was the old Papa Jack just goes, is he dangerous? And I was like, yeah, Bull's yeah, a monster. Yes, I keep forgetting <laughs> Bull's a monster to people. I did like that, like that pin on that joke because you're like, ah, cheesy joke. And then, is he dangerous? Everybody's like shallow hal around Bull. Like they actually just see like a walking, like <laughs> just a meaty lumbering. zombie. It's just so funny. Like I get the joke and I thought it was, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a nice Bull joke. Like we know, we get it. But it's also, he had his, his uniform on. Sure. Yeah. He still no, looks, he's not dangerous. He looks like a cop, but I mean, he he he, looks- he he quickly proves there's still a little danger to him because he quickly swipes some food like some <laughs> cheapskate lettuce. off of a tray, takes a piece of lettuce, puts it in his pocket, and everybody's like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh, it's it's." Or Dan's like, "Did you just put a piece of lettuce in your pocket?" It's like, "Yeah, it's for Harvey." To which Billy's like, 
oh, cute, you have a little pet bunny, which I was like, oh, yeah, Harvey, Harvey the rabbit. Yeah, He's like, yeah. no, it's my snake. And then I'm like, oh, we have two my monsters. Python. We ha- oh, my python. And then I was like, one, that's his, that's sexual. Yeah. But two, <laughs> I was like, oh, not only do we have three monsters at the table, bull, his python and his p- trousers, and Dan, who would love to see a rabbit eat a or a snake eat a rabbit, like he's like oh, foaming at the mouth like for it. Larroquette killed that line after he's like, "Yeah, he's a python. I do feed him rabbits, though." And then Dan's just like, "Can I come over and watch?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, there's some Dan needs." Come something. on, Harry. Tell me you don't want to watch a python eat a rabbit. Oh, yeah. He's like, come on. Like, Dan is like our, what do you call it? Like our id or like, he's the truth in all of our heads. Like, of course yes. you want to see that because it's yeah. shocking and crazy. And and we're all like, Dan's our animal brain yeah. at times. Yeah. And speaking that ties into the next little bit is Papa Jack, after they have the snake conversation, comes out and he goes, ah, something special we made for you from the kitchen. And Dan just... Ooh, my favorite, fire. Yeah, oh, boy, my yeah. favorite, fire. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit, Dan's on fire at this table, because that was good, too. He comes out with this flaming dish, and Dan's like, yeah, Dan says that fire line is so good. But then he proceeds. I was like, oh, yeah, um, I'm getting to the dish now. We yeah. live, we are blessed to live in, like, a revolutionized food world. A right. Uh, merged or totally integrated food world. Cause so they're at this Greek restaurant as though they're sitting on the moon, as though they're about to have yes. moon cakes. This is like Temple of Doom. Like they're yes. at the fucking Kali's dinner and they're about to eat like bugs' asses and right. fucking snake faces. And I don't eat meat, but then he goes to describe the dish to which their faces Sounds slowly good. cringe and drop. And here's the dish it's squid slathered in olive oil with a little with pine nuts over noodles with a little garlic lemon sauce and i was like that's i've had that dish it's amazing same here it's a delicious like casey literally he had an audible and he was just like that sounds good yeah it is i think i yeah i think the the image though for the 80s is perfect because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we're we're so fortunate now because i'd be like oh yeah like that sounds amazing i think feta was involved feta, with yeah, it yeah, feta. You, oh, yeah there was feta. definitely I feta, feta. Yeah. and yeah. i was just like yeah put put some feta that on that Let's yeah, it's a greek, greek restaurant with this yeah i was so excited about it but i also think it's flaming mm-hmm. and is, instead means- of saying it says squid swimming his oh, specific line, yeah, yeah that's right. Swimming which in also gives you know, if you're, it's a lot like, especially 1980s. Yeah, you're thinking like, this is alive. But like, yeah. I also think that that's Night Court writing for a non-New York audience because even in Definitely. the 80s, from what I've Absolutely. seen in documentaries and read books, like people like there. I mean, it's a melting pot, right? Or you're supposed to call it yeah. something different, like. A, a, an omelet or I don't know what New York's supposed to be called now but like it's always had like cross culture or, or yeah mixed cultural f- mixed uh-huh. a lot of food and, and New Yorkers right. understand food but that's for like the Midwest with like Greeks Ooh. oh boy might as well be right meanwhile they're sucking on a chicken neck you know <laughs> No, uh, absolutely. That's a little judgy, it's, but yeah. it's definitely for 
It's not written for the actual no. characters. It's written because for the audience. Dan's response is perfect. I'll have the scrambled eggs. Oh, yeah. That's right. Like, and I was like, I know Dan Fielding's not that, like, bland of an individual, but it's to service the audience and for the exactly. joke. I also, like, would like to point out, and as we move forward in the plot, like, you know, no one else tries it. Harry's, like, grab grab life by the ball sack, essentially. Puts it on his plate. It's, it's like, pasta noodles. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. I was like. Just linguine. Oh, and if, and, but I really did think, like, of course, you know, with filming and food, it's just, there's takes and this and that, and it's so much trouble. But I was like, I would have gotten, like, more of a stroganoffy. Yeah. Make it look like slop. Yeah. Make it look brown. Yeah. Like, make it look like gross, but it was just these very delicate noodles. I was like, that looks very good as well. I also, I can't have pasta right now, so I was just like, I I would hound that. You can't have pasta because of the pregnancy? No gluten? Not because I'm pregnant, but because I have gestational diabetes. Just the carbs, they spike her I can't have carbs. The fuck is gestational diabetes? So the baby's diabetic? No. And I'm not either. It's just we don't, together with us combined, we're not processing our blood sugar as well huh. as we do individually. So she will come out and not have diabetes. Once she comes out, I will no longer have diabetes. You'll be ravenous with diabetes. <laughs> right. Um, oh, but man. we have to watch, like, we don't, and we're even, we're very low on the spectrum. Like, we don't have to take medication sure. or anything. We just had to like cut things out of our diet mm-hmm. i mean that's not a, the worst thing in the world to have to cut out of your diet i it's that. honestly no, not the thing that that kills me most lighter. like i miss i miss pasta and mm-hmm. potatoes but the thing that kills me most i also can't have like juices i can have mm. fruits and vegetables but yeah like but a, because a juice, juice is so compact yeah, of so many sugars mm-hmm. it's too much um so i really like after I give birth, I told Casey, like, you got to bring me a naked juice. Like, I just need. Full of I need gin. A, I yeah. need a yeah. juice. <laughs> that too. Um, but I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So I, I saw. How crazy is I it? I saw the. Huh? How crazy is it? Like, like all of a sudden now it seems like. And we'll get. The, it's actually a good a good shift to eventually the gynecologist we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah. Right? So good. The, but it's like. What the fuck were people doing having babies before it seemingly doctors cared? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they're like, oh, don't yeah. eat. Now they're like, don't eat pasta because it can make you very sick. Whereas before they're like, mm. cut down to a pack a day, Margaret. It, or it, like, it would just, it's so yeah. crazy. I mean, the we, you know, like did the research. So some of the, the side effects are like bad, like just with diabetes, it's just bad. But one of the main ones is that the baby would just be bigger too like big right because it's just like storing all these sugars and not she's not processing breaking them, them down so sure. we just have this giant like ashley would have to give birth to a baby that her body couldn't necessarily like push out you know so like right. back then it should be like sorry hun you got a real big baby <laughs> yeah. you know like, right because we didn't give you any dietary standards whatsoever it's so crazy uh yeah okay so harry takes a bite of the swill which I think sounds and delicious. He he, you know, doubles over, and we assume it's because it's so disgusting. It's been poisoned. He can't like Temple of Doom, handle it. Yeah, yeah. It it was immediate. Like I was just like, 
oh, we're going to do that. Like, it's that bad. Like, this tiny little bite of a noodle. Um, But it, it ends up not being that. Like, nope. it ends yeah. up being something else. But, yeah, he... So he doubles over, uh, and then he runs out. Yeah, Um, I don't. He doesn't exit the restaurant. He goes to you know the the corner of the bathroom, something like that. Dan's line, great. Uh, I don't have the lead up line, but I have like what his punchline was. I don't have the lead up line. I got nothing. I was just gonna ask you guys. I think we're going to intro. Didn't Papa Jack ask what went on, and then Dan's like manslaughter. It's it's a Papa oh, yes. Jack like it was like it wasn't verbatim like could you describe it in one word but it's basically oh, like yeah yeah like what you know give me give me a, a word or give me your chef. feedback like and and Dan just dryly mm. after Harry exits goes manslaughter reminds me of that episode Good. of The Sopranos where. Uh, uh, a Tony gets sick eating, like c- potentially yeah. eating the clams at the restaurant, and I forget his friend's name who ran the restaurant. That Artie Buco. Artie Buco's like so concerned. He's like, "Hey, to- keeps visiting Tony. You doing okay? I gotta I tell you, I got those clams in fresh. <laughs> they use that. They use that butter. They keep it, and they just keep it. That shit gets you sick, Tone. <laughs> yeah. It's not my clams. It's so good. Oh, so we hit the uh, we hit the intro. Yeah. Boom. Boom. And then we come back, Harry's in chambers with yep. a doctor, to which my response is, can anybody go see a fucking doctor in this show? It's always house calls, court calls. Yeah, the, the, yeah like, I don't know if that was, did they just make that up? Is that like a TV thing? Like, I God. understand it in like Little House on the Prairie where the doc makes a house call. But like, in the 80s, could you just ring up old Dr. Toilet and have him come down to the office, bring your satchel. Well, I have two things to say. Number one, and we'll get there, but he does say, because this doctor, spoiler alert, does happen to be a gynecologist. Right. Mm-hmm. He was at the restaurant. That's right. Yes, so, they do They do reveal that. So right. this isn't, it isn't a, we called a service and someone mm-hmm. came over. This was, uh, someone witnessed this happening. Mm-hmm. And then because it's just across the street, they got comfortable in yeah. the office. And you're but right, num- it's necessary for the progression. I just cut off your number two. The progression, because eventually we have to end up spoilers in the hospital and it wouldn't make sense to go, because he's fighting it, to go right off the bat. Exactly. So the doctor was there. He wasn't called. Mm-hmm. And number two, I would say that still in New York, especially, yeah, house call doctors are far more common. You think? Yeah. Like working at hotels oh, specifically. That's true. You guys would actually. We have that. house call doctor. Like we have a house call doctor for the hotel. So if someone's ill or doesn't feel well and they call our front desk, we can. We have two options. We have. One doctor, like a just a generic, you know, primary care physician that we can have come to the hotel to to see you. Yeah. Or if you feel that it's an emergency, we can call an ambulance. It's one or the other. Hmm. Um, okay, I didn't know. And that. it's up That's to true. you. But then a lot of businesses do have that, especially um, corporate businesses and stuff, because in New York, yeah, right. if something's wrong and you don't, it's not emergency room wrong. You don't right. There's no one has appointments or stuff, so you have yeah. to have on call right. doctors. And a lot of people don't have primary care doctors because sure. you're just on the go. Mm-hmm. You're constantly moving burrow to burrow. I guess that makes sense. And also, it's a city that thrives on on outsiders coming in. Like 
you work you work for Verizon, so you come in for two weeks. And if you get sick, you should like oh, good point. Instead of going yeah. to the hospital, or yeah. So tourists. I so I would definitely say that if now they're still prevalent and not uncommon in New York, then back then, especially since think of what emergency rooms looked like. Well, we saw and one. Still look like in New York. Well, we saw one. Say, like, the right emergency room. Well, exactly. Room. But imagine the eighties. Like I think oh, yeah. that that was like a very like just call the doctor. Like call your doctor. Right, call you your family doctor. I've seen adventures like in babysitting. Yeah. yeah, that's not New York though. That's Chicago. Oh, son of a bitch. Chicago. Well, I've seen Lutheran Medical Center in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. In case he was with oh, me, yeah, oh. there was a guy with a was literal tombstone. Court. Yeah, <laughs> walking around. No, he had ripped out a chunk of cement that a celebrity had placed their hand in and signed. I couldn't make out whom it was, but this like night court gallows hobo had his little hobo rack. And then tethered to it with bungee cords was this stolen piece of fucking like cement. God, that was. I've been to. I've been to other Casey. You. That's no longer here anymore. You ended up having to go to the ER down on like 14th Street, and that hospital's yes. not there anymore. Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent's is done. That was kind of a shithole. Yeah. I um, just. I just ended up at Elmhurst in Queens when I got hit by the car. That was a fucking nightmare. I, so when I end up like usually you can end up on the Upper yeah. East Side at like a Sloan Kettering or a Lenox Hill mm-hmm. and you feel like a goddamn queen for a day and it's still a dump. New York. Yeah, it's 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 a little rough. Well, Casey must be forgetting the time that he had to go to Wyckoff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hospital. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And it was the yes. middle of the night. You had knocked your face out, sprained yeah. your ankle. This is also because oh, of jerk boy. practice, oh, by yeah. the way. I was out um, of town. Um, <laughs> and we go in to see this doctor, and you're bloody. Like, you look worse than you actually are. Like, it's not an oh, emergency. Yeah, yeah. You're not and dying. Have, you have my old cane. Which is super glued to the smallest level. So I'm walking <laughs> like Yoda from Star Wars, just punched over on a bum leg. But then we literally <laughs> see someone come in with a knife in his head. <laughs> it's just, it just this guy sitting there and it's blood everywhere. And it's just like, no, no, he's you take him. Yeah. And it was oh, just kind of one of those moments where they're looking at us like, is it an emergency? And we're both like, well, not to that level. Like, we'll wait. It's like the he's waiting not room. Do- he doesn't have a knife. It's like out the fucking waiting room in Beetlejuice. Yeah. You're right. Like that dude was the calmest fucking guy he was I've so ever calm. seen. And he's just like He could have had stomach cramps. Like, but oh. there is blood <laughs> everywhere. A knife still in his head. And it was like a, a towel wrapped in garbage bags. So it was just like the It was just craziest oh. thing I've ever seen. Smell, there was so much blood you could smell it. And it was, yeah, iron, it was yeah. like a They made movie. him sit in the fucking waiting room. And he room. sat That's and New York, he waited. Exactly. When I got hit by the car, the last incident, and I guess we pin our hospital stories, but uh, the best was uh, they, they, do, they won't let you walk around. If you get checked in and they finally mm-hmm. get you in a bed, you're not allowed to get up and walk around. They have to wheel you everywhere, which is... Uh, I guess if you're really sick, thank you. But like, I was yeah. like, just had a concussion and stuff. Like, I could have walked, but they insist. So it's a little. Oh, it's I don't know, such a liability. But they wheel me to the X-ray room where you have to wait to then go get wheeled to get an X-ray. And just perfectly, me, they wheel me in between 
right between two guys, each with two police officers over them, each handcuffed oh, to the bed, each scheming yes. over the same jug of juice. Like, no, man. Oh, God. It's my juice. And they're like, guys, you can't have juice. You have to get a test. They're like, come on, just give me a little of that. Give me a little of that orange juice. I was like, what's <laughs> happening here? One guy was sucking on a, like, a vaporizer. This is how the fugitive starts. Oh, man. Uh, anyways. Yeah, so so I guess I don't blame Harry for having a, a little house call. Good point. Yeah. So he's getting checked. He's laid out on his couch in, in his judge's chambers. And the doctor is, you know, feeling his stomach the way they do when you get a checkup and act like, does this hurt? Does this hurt? Does this hurt? And every time if when the doctor asks if it hurts, Harry grabs his little stethoscope and talks and just goes, no, no, no. Speaks oh, I was in, writing. I missed that. Speaks into the stethoscope. That's right. Should wrap that stethoscope around his neck. Um. So, yeah, just a little pain in his, he just, you know. Plays it off. A little pain in my tummy. So every everybody comes in mm-hmm. and, you know, the doctor is kind of standing up like he's finishing up and he goes, you know, in my opinion, you should see a doctor right away. Pause. And everybody's aren't just you? like, you know, aren't you a doctor? And he was just like, well, I'm a gynecologist. To Ooh, which baby. never Chum have you. the waters. Oh, we my gotta, goodness. Don't oh throw my, that to these wolves. Literally, I'm... Oh, it was so good. So, so good. I'm going to set you up. So Harry says, well, Doc, you're a little out of your league here. To which Dan goes, he's used to a lower strike zone. Oh. Let's just say his league has a lower strike zone. <laughs> Swing batter. But damn. And then the doctor says, like, how how long have you been feeling this pain? Because it's clear mm. that now that we now we know from that line, in my opinion, that this isn't this is not, food poisoning. Yeah. This isn't because of the Greek restaurant. This is Harry's been having issues, right? Um, mm-hmm. that's that have been persistent. So Doc goes like, "How how often have you had this pain?" Harry gives you know one of those white lie answers. Dan again, take it you. No one got it. He was like, let us know when they're five minutes apart. <laughs> and then he just laughs to himself like he's dying. And he goes, it's it's just so easy. Yeah. Like he's just so tickled. Like, with Come this. on, guys. It's fun. You can do it. Oh, and they sure can. So then there's another one. I'll set you guys up for Selma. So then the doctor was just like, you know, again, I'd recommend you go somewhere now. It's been years since I've been with the man. Selma. <laughs> And Selma's like, oh, you're right. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> it's like, and by the way, Selma's getting smaller. Well, the amazing shrinking Selma. I didn't notice that, but I mean, it kind of makes sense with what the information that we have. Yeah. Uh, so they all like get their digs in. The gyno leaves and Harry refuses to go to the hospital. He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm fine. Trust me. Uh, and then Dan, we get an emotional Dan and he's just, Harry, if... If anything happens, yes, Dan, yes, you can have my parking spot. Boom. And Dan's like, okay, okay, good, good, good. Just checking in. Um, so every everybody leaves except for Billy. Mm-hmm. And Billy, you know, I will say character-wise, it makes perfect sense, like, Selma, Selma's too old for this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, she she's a mama bird to a degree, but you're grown. You make your yeah, decisions. If you're going to be a jerk about it. You're not going to go. Don't go. I don't care. 
So Selma leaves. So I understand Billy very much like Lana in the previous season. Like her role is to kind of be not the mother hen of everybody, but to be a voice of reason, like the the feminine, you know, uh, opinion. Sure. So I get it. I I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's true because all of these characters left to their own devices would just fuck off and like just work together. So she's like, wouldn't you... You know, when was the last time you've been to a doctor? Like, this is, you know, you're basically don't be a baby, mm-hmm. which makes perfect sense for her character. Yeah. But um, she's also like, she's under the spell. Nobody can resist Don Juan de Stonzo. <laughs> so oh, well, like, we'll get there. <sighs> uh, so w- isn't Harry's response to her like, laughter's the best medicine? There's a guy that found oh, that's a cure right. for his illness just by watching funny movies and TV shows to which I was like, Harry, you're dying. You're and dying. He, like the pains he puts, he's having is yeah. so severe that he's passing out. Right. You, it feels like you have someone shot you in the stomach. Yeah, go see right. a doctor. That's, that's so when close. he's doing his whole shtick about laughter is the best medicine, he puts a hokey clown nose on Billy. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. To which my my response would be like Billy's, just rip it off and be like, "Are you fucking serious?" Exactly. But Harry wins the day, and then we cut. Yep. And he's like, "We got cases to see." He goes to court. To which Harry's still on his roll, still yeah, being Mister Funny, but now he's got a Fuck new audience. Ing Mac is the best. Mac just rolls. Mac God, Mac tr- has got uh got life down. He's just like, just go with the flow, man. You God know, every, live in the, for the moment. Have a smile. So when Harry's like, hey, Mac, I got something to tell you. Mac's like, oh, please yeah, do, sir. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got to say now, sir? He's got, and I'm like, I'm like, does he like it? Because it's at least it's like he's interacting or is he just like, fuck it. What else am I going to do? Because it is, it is a little too. bit. It is a little bit like, like almost like a um, master servant, like. A dynamic where he's like, "Tell me your funny joke and I'll laugh, sir." A little bit. No, did you not? Oh, think, Mac is being yeah. condescending. That's no, for I, sure. I think like that's very true. I also think that for this specific banter, it works because number one, Mac does start by asking if he's okay. So yeah, Mac knows there's something wrong. So you're just like, keep him comfortable, mm-hmm. essentially, if he's sick, but also. I think that that servant master relationship, like, yeah, it kind of has that in the sass quality, but Mac's in charge. Oh, Mac is the fucking like, boss. Mac's oh, yeah. just in mm-hmm. charge. And, like, I think it's just like, oh, these are so fucking bad that I'm just going to play around with him. Like, I mean, I and feel he's like not going to know. We've all had bosses like that. I had one in particular that was fancied oh, himself. Really? You've had one in particular? Ashley had the Eastern Bloc version of Michael Scott. Yeah. I love that guy. It's so incredible. Like You guys would tell me. So, Ash, I don't know if you want to get too into it, but the stories you guys would tell me, they would, they could, they were, they, they were almost too extreme to be written into the office. That's how yeah. ridiculously Scottsian this guy sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was like, we don't need to, like, it, I don't even remember the best, like, specific example. If you do, you can totally well, it was, say Yeah, it. it's just, it was always one of those, like, 
just like re- self-referential jokes are like you guys going like we have to have a, a staff outing. Oh, we yeah, have to right. have it. Yeah. Everyone has to come. So you're all like, fine, we'll go. At least it's a free meal because that's what it is when you're made to go to these manager staff outings. <laughs> right. So everybody gets there. They have to go through all this shit because he wants his table and then he wants to sass with the waitresses and then he wants to get all the stuff he wants to. So if you've wasted three hours of your Wednesday night sure. after working all day to find out everybody has to kick in 50 bucks because yeah, it wasn't exactly. purchased. It wasn't. Yeah. That, that that's reminds a good one. Me, that reminds me of the best, the best, <laughs> best, best Michael Scott bit is that. 18 years ago, he promised to pay for all these kids' college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're all like old enough to go. And he said, only if yes. you like do well in school and they all have like 4.0 GPO. They're all straight And tell them they can't. Oh, it's so uncomfortable and amazing. That's so no, good. No, so, and like, and yeah, like he's the nicest person in the world. Like, I absolutely adore him. But it, it's one of those things like he also has a temper. And I, I would tell people. Like we, you know, we all have that situation, mm-hmm. but this is how I would explain it to someone. Like, part of your job is making sure that yeah. you are entertaining him or that you are being entertained by him. Like that is part of your job. Like you get paid, right? I got you to to placate. Oh, like, God, those are the best. If you are not, if you don't understand that, then you shouldn't work here. Like, that is, you know, that's a good portion of your job. If you're incapable and of just doing that. Ashley sitting at her desk in the thick of the fucking day, trying to get shit done and having to also have a squirt gun fight. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, uh huh. So yes, good. sir. <clears throat> no, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> you're not getting me fast enough. And you're like, all right, I guess I have to get up. We're going to need to have a showdown. So speaking of Michael Scott bosses, Harry Stone falls right into that category with this joke that made me want to punch him in that wound. Uh, It was really like, you know, the jokes that are like, man, you got to fight for that joke. You got to set up. So the joke is basically he's trying to get the idea that. I got it. I'll do the joke. Do it up. The payoff. Do the joke. The the payoff is Max's payoff is exactly what this joke needed because it's. So he goes, Hey, Mac, did you hear that Detroit got a new football stadium? I hear it's a dome. Mac's like, Uh huh. Uh huh. So uh, that means that they could have the uh, Detroit Lions playing a football game against the Chicago Bears, then across town, the Detroit Tigers. And Max like, uh-huh. And he goes, they're all there. Lions and tigers and bears. And Mac goes, oh, my. And that's the joke. That's the joke. It made me so, uh, I was like, come on, Harry. And Harry is just so delighted tickled. with himself. He he is tickled. That tickled his fancy. Well, I and, guess it's good and to he's be. Just, he's Michael Scott. He That, yeah, that made him Michael so Scott. happy. But Max, the best line isn't Max. Yeah. Oh my, do you no. have it? Yeah, I, uh, let me find my note. I wrote it all down. You just keep setting them up, sir, and I'll keep bringing them home. Yeah, <laughs> that's like so. Oh my god, that is a little bit like 
It's so good. It's just so condescending to Harry. I love that because Charles Robinson just kills that. He does, And that's kind of that character's thing. He doesn't always talk like that. But when he's put in that position with Harry, he uses that like, "Uh uh-huh, keep talking, sir. Uh Uh-huh. Totally. And if you can't pick up on it, then you're a fucking idiot. Then you're focused on your your stomach issue to which Dan... It's gonna. We we bring the case. We bring the case. But first, Dan comes up. We hear like a, a screech, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dan's like, uh, "Sir, or, or and Billy, I think, sir, are you yeah, all right?" They're both there. And then he's like, "Or Billy's like, are you all right?" He's like, "I'm fine." And Dan's like, "Yeah, he's fine. You know, my cousin uh, had an issue like that for years and years." <laughs> and he's like, "And he turned out okay, Dan?" He's like, "No, it turned out he was carrying around his twin brother." It's like <laughs> yeah. gross. his underdeveloped twin brother. And he's like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. Didn't have like eyes. I don't remember. He's like, just... it didn't need a name. Oh, like... yeah. oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. That just that I love crazy shit like that. Like you hear about like that actually happens, or people that are carrying around two hundred pound tumors that are starting to form into people, like with teeth and hair, <laughs> like finger bones and shit. <gasps> no, Monsters. it was so good. But I have to before we get to the case. There's one thing so that I want to point out, which. Weird writing, but also, you know, Harry's just said this joke, so Harry's kind of like the little kid in the situation, like, <gasps> like the lions, the tigers, the bears. Oh but when Billy and Dan approach the bench to speak about this, they are speaking about his tummy. Oh, yeah. they keep saying And tummy. that is the word that they use, is huh. his tummy. And at first, it didn't register because as we are just a couple weeks away from having uh-huh. a baby, you know. Tummy is a word we use Yeah, now. it's it's Tummy, tummy time. Is, yeah, yeah. where tummy is coming up quite prevalently. And then I realized that that's not normal adult no, conversation. Right. Like if you were at work, doesn't matter if you're a judge, if you were at work with adults, grown ass men, and someone was hurt and you were asking about their tummy and they were responding by telling you about their tummy it would be fucking weird Hansi, how's your tummy that's a great point i don't like that word at all you know i teach mommy and baby yoga and we use the word tummy and now that you were saying it in a different because con- it works in the context now that we're saying it here yeah. it makes me mad we might as well be yeah. saying pan- panty or mango <laughs> I or panties full of mangoes or something i don't know <laughs> I, it didn't register because we have yeah, been no, using it. Like you said, like you're in that yoga class, so you're surrounded by that word tummy, and we're talking and about a baby, which is same as your class. It's perfectly relevant to be using that word. And then I realized, like, wait, these are adults hmm. talking yeah. about an adult problem, which has been brought up as most likely an ulcer. That's what they think yeah. it is. Yeah. If I if we're I'm like I'm at work and someone's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "I'm a little hungover. My tummy's upset." Yeah, like, but you put out. You know what? You get what you you get what you serve. And Harry has put out his persona to the world. So yeah. you want to be a ba- You want to be a little jokey baby? Then you're yeah. going to be treated like one. You son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah. So it really it yeah. really carried on from that childish joke. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the case, which is one of my favorite. And it could have just stayed on this case, and I would have been content. Sewer so they- person versus sewer person. It was, was so good. the it was a perfect night court case. It's two of the most New Yorky looking New Yorkers. Oh yeah, come in just filthy, like just soiled. And I think even the lead into that is like, what's that smell? And then you see these two filthy, like 
perfect New York City character actor guys. Great names, Eduardo Antoine and Philip Falcone. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, are that I missed that. Are those their names? Oh, yeah. oh that's phenomenal. <laughs> so we come to find out, and my note for the case is just uh oh fuck, where is it? Aggravated garbage fight. Oh yeah, exactly. Yep. So basically one of the guys uh is a garbage man and uh one of the people that lives on, off of this guy's route is pissed because he comes too early. He comes too early, always waking me up. So that, I guess, the guy from the Falcone comes out to confront the garbage man and he's like, hey, I gotta beat the traffic. So them bickering escalates into this basically filth fight they have. Yeah. So they have a, like a funny back and forth. The guy's like, he hit me with the dead cat. He's that like, is a- I didn't know what was in that shoebox. Oh, yeah. It is a New York thing. It is a New York thing for... It's not a New York thing that you are allowed to argue when sanitation comes. Because believe me, that sanitation work... The real... It's no such thing as a sanitation worker. Like, I want to get a junk... They're fucking union. They're not like, yeah. I want to start my day early. They're like, I want to do as little as possible, as late as possible. Put my- also- I know a lot of sanitation guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, they they have hours that are through the night just to get everything done because sure. you also have to think like maybe not so much in the boroughs, but in Manhattan, it's going to take triple the amount of time if you start in the morning when rush hour happens. Yeah, like but you're going to be impeding right. traffic. So like for when I was in New York for our hotels, like mm. on the days that there was trash pickup, like it sucks. We'd always get complaints because our trash pickup on 26th Street and Park Avenue South, which you don't want to be on Park Avenue during the day, was 4 a.m. Yeah, I had a trash pickup when I lived on 23rd Street. It's just you just get used to that in New yeah. York. And that like worked perfect. Like the pickup was like at yeah. 6 a.m. It was horrendous, but only horrendous because like I would sometimes go to bed at five yeah. or whatever. Right. Right. And it's just a New York was- thing you deal with. Was perfect and like I'll tell the truncated version, but we Hans and I experienced the true depths of depravity that a the NYC sanitation worker can be. So Hans and I, when we first moved to New York, we had a very night courty night where we just went on this night weirdo adventure with random strangers. We kept picking up at different bars or like an underground club. You'd see them in the gallows. Yeah. Oh, all gallows. Got it. Got it. Got it. So the two main culprits were these like. Crust punk kids, like the ones you see on the street with the dog, like begging for change. So they were younger, like punky kids. Um, so we like followed them and picked up people, lost people, and so on. So the sun's coming up, and we're just like, like we gotta get the fuck out of here because it was at the point where one guy's like, "I'm gonna get you guys loaded on cocaine and buy some hookers." And we're like, "I don't want to do that right now." So <laughs> yeah, we're like, "Let's them. go, let's go." As we were trying to find a way to get away from these people, we just hear ee. And I was like, what the fuck? And we look up and I just see this garbage man honking a horn, hanging off the garbage truck going, oh, yeah, give it to her. Do it. Do it. And it was the two crust punks, like, hardcore necking, nearly fucking on a waist-high pile of trash. (laughs) Oh, so good. And he was like, I swear to God, like, two feet away, just looming over them. If that isn't a New York City vignette, I don't know what is. It's the equivalent of looking down... Waiting for the train and seeing pigeons eating vomit. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's pizza rad. It's pizza rad. It's the homeless guy shitting in a pizza box. Yeah, it, it's all yeah, it, exactly. It all coalesces into those fun experiences. But if you're a New York sanitation worker, let's call him a city hick. Uh, you know what that means. <laughs> They're used to it. Like, yeah, it's the same thing. If you see two like, I don't know, like farm, two farm boys making out. No, if you see like two crusty, you know. Farm hands having having relations on a pile of hay. The, the guy in the tractor's like, get him, Geech! It's Go, Geech, do it! <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. That definitely doesn't happen with two two young male farm hands necking <laughs> up a pile of hay. That's so, that's so common in the Midwest. <laughs> I just saw Moonlight last night. Maybe that's why it's on my head. Oh, yeah. Just these buff, young Jab and Zeb. <laughs> Puff Jeb and Zeb. Uh, uh, that guy is so, so buff. Yeah. I feel bad because I love that movie. It was so good and I spoiled our whole experience because finally at the end, I just had uh-huh. to say, I got to say it. Is that 50 Cent? Meg's like, <laughs> just stop. Stop it. I was like, what? <laughs> and then you couldn't remember the rest of the movie because you were too preoccupied. With, is that Curtis Jackson or Johnson? He just got so buff after his teen years. Anyways, Moonlight. Uh, so yeah, we're at the dirtbag case, and they just garbage fight, covered in fill. Oh, also, really quickly, Billy in the show, in the episode, is the one that goes through kind of the the turn of events that what yeah. of what happened, what Casey mm-hmm. just did, right? And so when she gets her notes out to start, she says like, "Okay, Your Honor, so here's what happened." Pause. She's mm-hmm. looking. Dan Fielding, I don't know if you guys saw it, but amazing, snaps her, goes, pace, woman, pace. <laughs> what a shit. So Dan also agrees with all of us of like, mm-hmm. get, come on, come on, yeah, Billy, yeah. get with it, get it over, come on. So she's she's developing, mm-hmm. we know she leaves, but at this point, a viewer wouldn't, yeah. she's developing that persona of being the like, Pain a little long-winded, yeah. pain in the ass. Let's get the facts straight. Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. kind of a nag a little She's bit. She's the Shelly which... Long. Yes, so. absolutely. Absolutely. And then we get the the garbage man's plea. He's yeah. trying to make his case with like, don't be harsh on me. I do the job no one else will do. Like, no one respects us. No one respects what we do. And he's making a very impassioned plea, but Harry can't hear it. His stomach, it's gotten too bad. He's just yeah. Dealt. He's leaning back. He's closing his yeah. eyes. Like he's grimacing. Mm. Like there are a lot of things. Yeah, he's like throwing the pencil, like like throwing the pencil up in the air and picking it up and screaming. He's very sick and animated. Very ill. To which finally, what do we get there? Oh, finally, we, something happens and he essentially like just passes out. Passes right? out. Yeah. During the guy garbage man's plea. So then he passes out. We go to commercial. We come back, and Harry is in the hospital reading the Maltese Falcon. Here's where and we get our A list guest. Uh, so we what see a Harry. Guy. We look over Harry's shoulder, and who do we see? A familiar face. I've always loved oh, yeah. this guy. I've always loved is this guy. Jimmy? He's yeah. best known for playing Gomez Adams. The actor's name is John Aston. And oh, yeah. Uh, you might know him as playing the Riddler. He wasn't my favorite Riddler. Frank Gorshin mm-hmm. was, but this guy is a who's who of, uh, in yeah. fact, if you want, we can, uh, insert a little, I can put in a little bio of him Perfect. right here. Okay. 
John Allen Astin was born March 30th, 1930. He's an American actor who appeared in numerous films and television series, as well as he was a director and voice artist, most, most well-known, Gomez Adams, The Adam Family. And being married to Patty Duke, but we'll get to that later. So, let's see, uh, old Asty was born in Baltimore, uh, he was the son of a doctor, and looks like a science, science, ton of doctor and scientist, um, let's get to where, so he starts his career in theater, uh, making his first Broadway appearance in a, as an understudy in Major Barbara, uh, that could be a good one. But what I recognized him in first, not at the time, of course, is being the, uh, what did you call it, the MC at the uh, high school dance in West Side Story, uh, which is where he got recognized. And he was recognized by the actor Tony Randall, which then got him gigs on shows like Dennis the Menace, starring Jay North, The Donna Reed Show, Harrington and Son, Asphalt Jungle. Ooh, all right. Let's see, uh, he was in Marty Ingalls, unusual ABC sitcom, I'm Dickens, he's Fenster, more on that, uh, I'm sure, throughout this podcast, um, but as I said, we all know him as the original, the one and only, Gomez Adams, baby, uh, which he would later reprise his role in 1998 to become Grandpa Adams. Let's see... He would continue to act. He played the Riddler on the second season of Batman, uh, a little sandwich in between Gorshins. <laughs> well, he knows and we know that the caked crusaders are defunct, departed, demised, dead. What if he isn't lying? What if Batman and Robin are alive? Impossible, dear anagram. Uh, Gorshin would come back. He uh, he made some notable appearances on Murder, She Wrote as the villainous Sheriff Harry Pierce and a reoccurring role on the sitcom Night Court as Buddy. But we'll get to that later because we truly only know him as Kenny Beelan. Uh, let's see. I mean, this guy is crushing it. He received an Academy Award nomination for Prelude, a short film he wrote. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh my gosh, he was nominated for an Ace Award for his work on Tales from the Crypt. Oh boy. And he has been recognized by the Writers Guild of America. Let's see, he's toured a one-man play. This one's for you, Mitch Rose, uh, entitled Edgar Allan Poe, Once Upon a Midnight, which I'm sure is amazing. Uh, he's taught in the Theater Arts and Studies Department at Johns Hopkins, uh, and he's still killing it, but here's where we're getting to. You ready, champ? I'm ready for this my whole life. Aston has five sons. Three, David Allen and Tom, with his first wife, Suzanne Hahn. And he has two with his second wife, actress Patty Duke. Now, this is where it gets interesting, and also where it gets very confusing in about 30 seconds after I'm done recording this, and we get back to the regular recording, and we discover that old Dr. Toilet has no information correct. So here's the correct information. It's going to be followed by the false information. Fake news. It's terrible. All right. Sean, Patty's son from an earlier relationship, is, of course, Sean Aston, 
but he is adopted. They ended up having one more biological son, Mackenzie. We don't care about Mackenzie. Let's get to this Sean Astin debacle. So, Sean Astin, son of Patty Duke, was originally thought to be, and this was what he thought, also the son of Denny Desi Arnaz Jr. He was told that Desi Arnaz was his biological father for the first 14 years of his life, although he was very satisfied in calling John Aston his father because at 18 months he looked up at him during his wedding to Patty Duke and said, Daddy, to which an Episcopal priest performing the ceremony remarked, Well, that about does it. However... Sean would later become interested in who his biological father was and started hooking up with Desi Arnaz. They developed a relationship. However, when he was in his mid-twenties, Aston met a relative, Michael Tell, who suggested they were related. Sean set out to find the truth, underwent genetic tests, and found out that Tell was his actual biological father. He once said, Desi Arnaz Jr. loves me and I love him. We are so close. Science tells me he's not my biological father. Science tells me that Mike Tell is. I can... And then responding to all three of his dads, I can call any of them on the phone at any time, says Sean. John, Desi, Mike, or a Papa Mike. My four dads, which is a new sitcom coming to NBC after the the premiere of... Evening's Parliament, British's premier nighttime court television show. So there you have it. That's John Astin. That's the sun debacle. We love you. He's still crushing it at 87 years young. Look for him soon in the reboot of The Dark Knight Rises. Riddling it. Now we're back and fucking John Astin and Patty Duke are the parents to none other than Sean Astin. Rudy himself. That's Rudy's dad. No shit. Really? Yes, shit. Yeah, we just heard it. Holy fuck. I I went down that rabbit hole and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yep, Patty Duke and uh, Sean Astin, and John Astin is his name. Yeah. They were married for a short stint, got divorced. She had, they got divorced either right before or while she had the baby, so Sean Aston didn't even know that John Aston, this guy, the fucking Riddler, Gomez, was his, his biological dad? father until he was fourteen. Shut holy the fuck shit. up! No, so like Goonies era or later. He yeah, didn't, holy crap! And now, like, there's the most recent thing is like Sean Aston just posted because John Aston, Sean Aston's dad, the guy Kenny Beelan, he plays in this, and of course we got to get back to mm-hmm. the show. He's still kicking. He's like 87, vibrant, and oh, they awesome. post videos on YouTube together all the time. That's what a crazy, like, wow, to not know your dad and then find out your dad is like one of the more famous sort of comedic dads, like I- icon-wise. It's like, fuck, my dad's Gomez Adams? Yeah. He, he is like a go-to guy with that smiley yeah. goof. Like, he was in like, oh, what was he so good in National Lampoon's? I guess we all heard all this stuff. Yeah. National Lampoon's European vacation. Oh, yeah, Pig in the, the best. Definitely the ugliest, uh, what was his name, Randy? Uh, Rusty. That Rusty, Rusty is yeah. a fucking toenail of a man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyways, we meet Kenny Beelan, and we find out Kenny Beelan couldn't be happier. He's got glasses, big old Hold smile. On, isn't Rusty 
Ethan Embry in European Vacation? No, yeah, Ethan Embry's guy. Vegas. I love me some Vegas, Ethan yeah. Embry. Oh, that's no. what I was going to say. I was like... Oh, everybody loves Ethan Embry. No one's... No no ill ill will towards Ethan Embry. Dutch. He's everything. Yeah, Dutch. No, the 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 rusty from... Jason Lively def- is the rusty. Don't okay. show me his picture. Uh, no, I'm, just, I'm being mean. <laughs> Hans is, but Hans it's not, it's not his Embry, appearance. Embry it's like Vegas. he's just not... Embry's Vegas. Mm-hmm. He's pure Night Court era rusty. He's a little yeah. off. Uh, so we meet uh, Kenny Beelan. Uh, and to me, you know what his character f- felt like? It felt like Del Griffin from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes. Like he has just oh, loved absolutely. everything. He's like, it's really I great here. Food. He's like, you got TV. He's like, I love this. I love that. Tomorrow morning, we're getting muffins and juice at six. I love the walls. Yeah, mm-hmm. he starts with like I love these beds. They go up and down, yeah. you know, and then but but the end is the perfect one. He's like, yeah. I love the walls. No, and and, and, and th- it's also you know we need to say as we're watching him talk, we realize that he's not in a hospital gown. No, he's in like pa- classic. He's like, in oh, like yeah. classical flannel right. pajamas, his own robe, like this guy. And the reason, you know, I I noticed it because we're going to be in the hospital for yeah. quite a few days, and so I was just like, this guy knows his way around. He brought he brought well, a change PJs. of clothes. I'm bringing my own PJs to the hospital. No, it's too. a it's an amazing introduction to his character because Harry's sitting in the hospital bed reading a book, and then they just cut to John Aston just staring at him with goofy like moon smile. face with this creepy smile, just so happy. Cut back to Harry like. Feeling someone watching him, and again, still with that rictus grin, that dopey smile, and he's like, "The rifle, rifleman's on, and at eight o'clock." Oh yeah, so good. Just thought I I'd love ask that guy. I just love happy people that can be. You know, it's it's always good to be around somebody that's content with very little. So yeah. I mean, that just makes me happy. So uh, we meet Kenny. We're gonna see. Uh, it gets mm-hmm. so dark with Kenny. Then we. Uh, we yeah. we uh we end up seeing the doctor and the doctor sees him and then all the night court crew is there to see Harry but they're talking to the yeah. doctor to which we find out Harry is suffering from a duodenal distress to which Bull knows all Everything about it. about it. Yep. Dr. Bull, which I have a new theory. I love this gag. But yeah, continue. Bull knows an awful lot about medical procedures. And what they're saying is that who else knew a lot about medical procedures and had to know about medical procedures, whether a butcher, veterinarian, or physician, Bull the Ripper, baby. Oh, Bull the Ripper, the New York Ripper? The New York Ripper. That's what you're putting it out there, huh? Throwing it out there. I'm saying, why does he know so much about medical procedures? Because he knows a lot. Is he dangerous? And so does Mac. Maybe his creepy assistant drives the carriage around New York. (laughs) Here we go, sir. Grapes. Uh, (laughs) With the grapes. If if Night Court was a British show, that could be the Christmas episode. Oh my God, we need to bring back British Night Court? What are they? British Parliament. What do we call (laughs) Evening Parliament? (laughs) Evening Parliament? Oh, I smell a uh, the it first ever night court sketch. It takes place like after 3 p.m., not yeah. at 3 a.m. <laughs> Late afternoon parliament. <laughs> the cafe- we have places to be. Cafeterias, like, uh, uh, what do they have you over need there? A, 
tea time. Mole, you want mole? How many Just crumpets like Oliver... you gonna have there, bull? <laughs> bull. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, okay, so we find out the doctor's very young because in a, in a very gross turn He's of 31. Events, Selma has underwear older than him, which again, Yum. is a little unsavory. I don't know why, but Selma goddamn gets around, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Selma's like, how old are you? He's like, I'm 31, ma'am. She's like, I have underwear older than you. Always with the sexy stuff. Always, Selma. And then she's like, uh, she says something, you know, I'm going to go to the lobby for a cigarette. And he was just like, oh, you can't, can't smoke, smoke here. I'm going to go oh, to the lobby. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. smoke there. Well, I guess I'll just sit in the street. <laughs> I got to tell you, that's not, I know that's humor and I got to laugh. I can't tell you how many people, how many times I heard that in New York or like right at the, because we lived in an era when the shift happened for not smoking oh, yeah. in public places to where it was like, what am I going to do? Go smoke in a puddle. It's like, well, fucking, <laughs> come on. It's only until you guys all stop. And I was a smoker. And I, I probably said something like, oh my God, we have to go outside. It's cold out. But like, it did not take long before being in a, in a smoke-free establishments. And then where we're from, Casey and I, and maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure about Ohio, but where we're from, you can still smoke in bars and Maybe not restaurants, but definitely bars. It does bars not sure. take, it only takes one time going into a bar that you can still smoke in where you go, I get it. I fucking Yuck. get it. It is horrendous in here. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a smoker as well. Obviously, I haven't been this year. You gonna pick it back up? Cool smoking mom? No, I definitely, I like, I will absolutely, if we go out like to a party like i will socially smoke like that's what my friends do now mm. but i will not be a smoker and i would but honestly i will never consider myself a non-smoker because i smoked so hardcore yeah like oh yeah it, same here and i yeah like I, I would never consider that but even especially since i haven't been smoking but even when i was still smoking walking into a place that allows smoking oh yeah. That's a that's a wet smell. That's oh, a sti- nah, it's yeah, a pleasant. sticky smell. Yeah, it's a feel like, your clothes. Some, yeah. Yeah, there are some places like there's a bar in Philly where you can smoke and yeah. they have they have vents. Mm-hmm. So if you like it's fine if it's not busy because the vents are like a full casino vent. Like yeah, you can't yeah. really smell oh, it. That's the only place that I've ever been that allows smoking that, that doesn't bother is me. It's perfect. It's one of the bars they based. It's called 12 Steps Down. Uh, oh, yeah. Always Sunny Bar off of. Yeah. And it's perfect. They have a fucking cigarette machine in yes. there. Just this dumpy bar in a dumpy basement and everyone yeah. just hanging out. Smoking out of and drinking out of the classic 70s glassware. So you're like, take a whiskey on the rocks and it's kind of in this like fluted cordial glass like it's uh, i just, love yeah, it i it's love good. that shit i will say that's the right attitude in my opinion to have around smoking i think it's a bill hicks thing where it's just like if you you're gonna if you if you smoke and every drag you take it might be uh doug stanhope every drag you take you're like oh, i'm getting cancer this is bad for me this is bad for me if you're gonna smoke just smoke and enjoy it because yeah your brain is what like it's yeah. like Harry's getting like a stress ulcer. I got a friend who just had surgery. He had internal bleeding because he had duodenal distress and internal ulcer. And he's like, what is it from drinking coffee? I drink coffee all the time. He's like, you can't eat 
an amount of spicy or acidic foods or drink enough coffee to get you this ulcer, it's pure stress. Just stress. So it's like, Ugh. you. it's not really like, you can fuck yourself up with stuff, but like, I don't know. I, I believe that. If you're going to smoke, just smoke. Just and smoke and enjoy it. Yeah. Like, enjoy, I totally like agree anything, with Enjoy you. it. Yeah. If you're going to eat bad food, just eat bad food and enjoy it. Like, don't. Yep. Oh, I'm fret. getting fat. Then, yeah. Now we're back in the. So they have a little talk with the doctor, but then we're mm-hmm. back for some more classic John Aston. <gasps> yeah. And he's just like smiling. He's like, Harry, you're the third person to be in that bed in three, in two days. And Harry's like, what? What do you mean? He's like, Angel of Death. Oh, God. You, that, you do a good John Aston. That's really you good. You really do. Yeah. So Harry, Harry's just like, well, what happened to him? And Angel he's like, death? Angel of Death took them all. It's a big old smile. He has his little juice or his little water, and he does a cheers oh, to yeah. Harry. Oh, yeah. Here's you making it through the night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then the doctor walks in, and we find out, like, he's like, Harry, you have to have these tests. And Harry's like, yeah. No doing, Doc. No doing. He's I like, didn't study. Oh, God. Just so fucking John knock Aston him out like, and give him a test. <laughs> yeah. Knock him out. I, like, I, like cops knocked out that nurse in Ohio or something. Make I him. have the line, Kenny loves it! Yeah. Explanation, yeah. Exclamation oh, mark. Oh, he loved that. I didn't study for that test. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So the do- they're trying to convince him to have these tests. And Bull comes up to him and he's like, Harry, I got a story for you. Goes up and he goes, when I was a kid... My mom told me about this man that got sick, yeah, oh yeah. and then he died. And he just, he's like, what, Bull? And he turns around, he's like, yeah. why didn't anybody help me out? I was yeah, drowning I was over up my here. head. I was no, and, over my head. And it was I so good, that. but to make it even funnier, he didn't say man. It was he, elf. It was elf. Oh, that's right. He yeah, tried yeah. to make the story like almost like a, I guess, a like parable a parable. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, so he does that. And then uh, Mac walks over to the uh, the dock and asks, no, what's- no, 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 not yet. Not yet. So the dock goes over to Kenny. Mm, so good. To just check in like, you know, how are you doing, sir? And he's just like, well, I, I think I'm having a stroke. I think I'm having a stroke. Big and Mac's smile. kind of. Max kind of over there with him, kind of watching all of this happening. He's just like, the doctor seems very nonplussed. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, can I get you anything? And he was like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, what about a juice? And he was like, well, if you think it'll help. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know it will. Yeah. So the doctor is, is going to go to get a juice and, and take it away. That's when Mac kind of walks over and, to the doctor. Yeah, and Mac's like, you know, just asking like, well, what what's wrong with uh, Fred? I forget, is it Freddy? I just keep Kenny. Kenny. Call him Kenny. Kenny. What's wrong with Kenny? And we find out the doctor once again, and this is a great gag, goes, well, he has Munchausen's by proxy. And he starts to talk about it, and then he just gets interrupted by Mac, who, who ends up finishing like, oh, yeah, it's a psychosomatic disease where they believe that they're sick just and for I, attention. I think they're emotionally attached to situations yeah. from their childhood. That's right. Like, ah, you're both rippers, <laughs> New York rippers. <laughs> so Mac just outdoctors the doctor. And then I th- the perfect punch so good. punctuation on that gag is because Bull has done it. Bull's very smart. Mac's very smart. 
Dan walks in and just treats him like a waiter and is like, I'll take a juice too. It's like, can I get some of that juice out there, babe? I was like, what's with the juice in this hospital? Uh, Slaps him on the cheek. And then so we find out Harry's just not going to do it. Everybody's in there now. But Billy's like. Oh, we got to. You got to. You got to do the watch. Oh, that is in there. That's in this part. I was like, this is so fucking weird. So So, Dan goes over to. Dan goes over to Harry yeah. and he's like, I got to show you something. He, I got Both in the, the gift, gift shop and he's like, opens this thing and it's a, a box with a watch in it. And Harry's like, Dan, you shouldn't have. He's like, I always wanted one. I got you some chiclets. Yeah, like, you good. always wanted a gift hospital, hospital gift shop watch. Oh, I'll tell you what, though. These hospital gift shops have the weirdest stuff yeah. like. From from chiclets, yeah, yeah, yeah to course. like really expensive, nice things Jewelry, like yeah, yeah like oh, we okay. well, especially obviously New York in the eighties would be different, but just for our reference, like we've kind of scoped out the hospital and taken tours where we're gonna have our baby, just so we know where everything is, what's available to us if we don't have it, or, or so on and so forth. So that included the gift shops. Like, you know, there's a maternity boutique, but then sure. there's also just a, a regular hospital gift shop. And the the thing is, is that there's oh, this silly, silly thing. I'm going to bleep all that stuff out about. Yeah. And then I'm subsequently so this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But she is going to get uh, season three of Night Court at. <laughs> and I'll now bleep that out. Oh yeah, I got I got a Thor T-shirt. I, I'm good. John um, Micklethor? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm kidding. I'm glad this isn't does, live. Nobody's listening to this. We're already an hour in. <laughs> nobody's bad. <laughs> nobody's this far. Just uh, play the John Aston thing again. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was Sean Aston's dad. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I'm so like I'm such a. I I don't want to be, but I'm still like, I'm like uh, who is I'm like Dominic Dunn, and I I I like I'm a closeted Dominic Dunn who's like, I gotta tell you, John Aston is Sean Aston's son with Patty Duke. What a scandal! <laughs> I'm like so I'm like did you like I'm gonna tell somebody later. Did you hear about J- Patty Duke and John Aston? Like who the fuck are you? Like no, they're like they're like who are you talking? They're celebrities. About? Old celebrities. That's so funny. <laughs> Haven't you seen Goonies? Um, <laughs> and why wasn't he in Goonies? Oh my God, they made a movie together though, but pin it. Well, you, we've already heard about it, uh, haven't we? All right. So, we so got- uh, that's a great bit. And then this is followed by a great bit because Billy's like, give me the room. We're going to need to, yeah. I'm going to speak some sense into him. And Dan's like, come this- with me. I know where all the nurses change. This- yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I had an audible. I was like, what? He's 12. He's perpetually 13. It's gross. <laughs> it's perfectly Dan. Yeah, it's just, totally but everybody, gross. everybody runs with him. I got to tell you that. Yeah. He's leading the troop uh, of, of sleepers. So then Billy is like, we need to have a serious, let's talk serious, like a serious talk. Uh, and good old Kenny is like, this. Uh, nuclear arms. <laughs> like he wants to talk about a nuclear arms reduction. Too like, heavy? Uh, too serious. Too huh? heavy? Cubbies? How about them cubbies? And then Billy just whoosh, closes the curtain. Bye, Harry. Oh God, yeah, that's Bye, right. Harry. And then you get this is classic sitcom trope: the guy behind the curtain. Yeah, but Kenny, Kenny, John Aston plays it the best I've ever seen. 
So good with his interjections. Uh, oh, yeah, he does. And then Billy and Harry are arguing. Like, Billy's like, you need to see, like, you need to stay and get checked out, have this surgery. And Harry's like, nope, nope, feel good, feel good. And he's still got his gown on, but he's getting dressed. He puts yeah. his pants on. <laughs> and then then Billy gives him the old whoop, pants him. She slinks those pants down like a Peruvian pro. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Peru. You she guys really know how does. to work a pair of trousers. It is, it is fast. It's a good bit. I'll also say Harry Anderson has the tiniest legs on the face of the planet. Everything about it made me unhappy, uneasy. It's didn't so like a, tiny. Didn't like there, anything yeah. a bit. I, and, I shouldn't. Ha- we shouldn't. I yeah. really felt like I was seeing something that I shouldn't be And seeing. his gag was like, I didn't, you know, like, I wish this was another situation. Or like, never thought I'd hate this scenario or right. whatever. Like, he just got his pants ripped down by a woman. Well, and also, like, he does the, he goes to kind of, to run, a, quote unquote, run away from her. He goes to the other side of the bed. And now his pants are down <laughs> his ankles. And I will say, good bit played well. Yeah. The shuffling. The waddle. Like, the pants oh, waddle. Yeah. It's not really addressed. Like, it's not uh-uh. focused on, which is perfect. Like, it's just a good bit. Uh, and then... She he runs around the end of the bed. She follows him. She's intense, and then we do get to the the bottom of why Harry is so afraid of the doctor, is so afraid of being in a hospital, is so afraid of this specific Situation. symptom and, pro- and procedure. Is because we find out his dad had ulcers as well, and when he went in to get him fixed, he never left the hospital. Like his dad died in the hospital, right? Which is why Harry is so against anything to do with the hospital, which I f- thought was a was an earned payoff. That makes yeah, sense. Like it, I could no, see it, that. Sure. I also like. I come from a family like Casey knows. Like we go to the doctor all the time for pregnancy, but we neither of us have a primary care physician here. Like we that we're not doctor people. Like yeah, so I got is, it. It's a bad thing, but a lot of people aren't doctor people. Like. It it, it happens. Then, yeah. It's very common, and especially if you have that. And then, really quickly, while while this is happening, Billy is also says the line like "Take off your pants." pants. And Lenny, what'd she say? What'd she say? Kenny, he gets excited. What's no, not Lenny? Say, Kenny. So the they they keep fighting, and she's like, "Take your pants off." And what'd she say? And then Harry gets on the bed. She pushes him down. She's on top of on him top at this point, him. like forcing you, him into the bed. You forget, as they're fighting, though, they, she has to fight him into the bed, and she's like, I can take you, Aaron. And he goes, be serious. You're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then Billy does overpower Harry into the bed, and Harry's like, why are you doing this? What do you want? And then Kenny from fucking, from deep, she wants to jump your bones, Harry. No. It's like that that's, best, best that's, delivery. but. He says that, but before that, that's when those two are very close to each other. Uh, Billy is on top of him. Oh, you usurped that on purpose. Ugh. Yeah, like she's the whole setup yeah. was lost. She's saying I said to she him, was on top of him. No, she's saying to him, like, you don't understand, like, you're so important. You've just come into my life. I don't want to lose you just yet. And they're getting slower and closer and, and all of that. So it's, it's that moment of will they, won't they like what's, this is definitely a romantic moment. So then Harry says like, so what you're saying is basically she's professing his love to him. It's not just like a, she's on top of him. She's about to say, I'm in love with you. 
please take this test for me. Yeah. And Kenny, that's why Kenny's is so, it's like an even funnier line because he's like, so what are you saying? Mm-hmm. And she wants to jump your bones. And then they, he pulls the curtain back and he says, my God, I called that one. Oh, yeah. He peeks under. Yeah. And so it worked, though. The, the crew comes in and Harry's like, where's Bull? First, Harry's like, where's Bull? And then which I'm like, oh, boy, for God's sakes. Because Dan's like, he's in pediatrics. I was like, Bull, get away from the kids for one episode. And uh, the, kids the kids are riding, riding him. Bull. Yep. <laughs> but then Harry's like, I'm going to have the test. I'm going to have the test. Yeah. So so and there I don't know if you guys noticed Billy and Harry are holding hands. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't notice that. It's on on the upstage side, but yeah. yeah, they are they are still holding hands. So even though Kenny kind of broke the moment in terms of the actual confession, mm-hmm. it it has been said. So Harry goes, "I'm going to take these tests. Can you go get the doctor?" Dan says, "Yes." Um, I don't know specifically what Billy and Harry say, but it's like. It's something. Let's table this because the the yeah, someone, yeah. Billy goes. The walls have ears. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the walls have ears, and then you get Kenny. I love the walls. That, that guy. And then commercial. So, so good. Uh, to commercial, and then we come back. That he's had the test. Had and the test, wouldn't the you X-ray. know it? Is it cancer? Is it a cyst? Harry's got to have minor surgery. And why is that? I never thought. Before you guys take it away and tell us what this is, that I would ever, ever side with Billy. Oh, yeah. Ashley was hooting and tooting Billy's praises. I am team Uh fucking Billy with this one because my eye roll and just annoyance. She could have rolled her eyes further back in her head. I tried. Yeah, I nearly lost my pupils. Okay, continue. So the doc comes back in. He's got his x ray. And Harry's going to need surgery. He turns the flashlight on and shows him what it is. And everyone's like, What is it? Is it cancer? Is it a growth? Is it this? Is it that? Is it that? What is it, Hansi? It's a whistle. A whistle, you say? Old Harry was eating a box of sugary cereal called Zippy, Zippy Bits, Bits, which Ugh. is a great name for cereal. Zippy Bits, uh, which promised a whistle in every box. A circus whistle. A, a circus whistle. Got to be specific. Okay, it's not a slide whistle. It's a circus whistle. And uh, Harry polishes off this box of cereal as I was is was one of my favorite things to do, eat a whole box of cereal. But Harry ate it like a goddamn... Like bull would, like a monster. Milk in the box. Just pour milk in the box and go to town. Oh, yeah. Remember those little individual cereals that you could actually make yeah. the box into the bowl? Um, which I would do just because I guess I'm just bored in life because we had plenty of bowls. But um, <laughs> a, uh, so Harry ate this whole box of cereal, didn't find the whistle, even called the company, said, where's the whistle? They promised every box. We find out Harry ate a whistle. And not well, only that. down. Billy's like, oh, my God, you've been carrying around a whistle in your gut for all these years? Says, no, about three weeks ago. And take it away, Ash. I'm sure you could do a good Billy here. So Billy's face just drops, and she is holding Harry's hand, Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit raised. And she starts squeezing, and she's like, I just poured my heart and soul out to you. 
opened, for zippy bits. I opened myself up to you. No, not yet. Oh, that's okay. And and so Harry goes like, "Ow, ow! I thought I thought you liked me." Like he's mm-hmm. she's yeah. crunching his hand Hulk right now. Him. So she drops his hand. And steps away, takes that, you know, that Billy face, that Billy breath, that... There's uh, those nostrils. Oh, yeah. Goes to Selma and says, I opened myself up to that man for for cereal? For zippy bits? Selma goes, I did it once for a piece of chocolate and a pair of nylons. Peruvian pro. Ayo. That's like depression sex. Oh, God, you're right. Depre- it's like that scene where they have sex with the neighbor for a piece of cheesecake in Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so Selma has her line. And I the transition is happening. Like, mm-hmm. Harry, you know, Harry's going to mm-hmm. be fine. So on and so forth. Um, and then everybody's going to leave because he has to prepare for surgery. Dan's walking out, and there's a very, she's a very pretty nurse, but she is overweight. Yep. She is Body definitely Body shaming ro- ass. She is rotund. She's not Dan's type, I would say. Right. I was really scared because this woman is really very pretty, and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, what is 1980s going to do to this woman? She's going to break it. Oh, like, her, yeah. what? I was just, but it, it's, it's fine. It's a funny gag. It's a funny gag. She goes- Hey, and she goes, I got a day off tomorrow to Dan. <laughs> Dopey Dan. <laughs> Take it. I got a new watch today. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't say it in a shitty way. Like, he wasn't being condescending. Like, he returned her happy, like, I have a say, I have a day off this weekend. And to he was which like, I th- oh, cool. I got a brand new watch. I really, and I genuinely think that it's not a gag of him, because I was concerned before it happened that he would be rude to her. Yeah. I think it was just so not his type and what he would want or expect that he didn't get it. He didn't even... Oh, like yeah. I don't think that he purposely was trying to evade, be evasive. No. Like, I, I, so I liked the joke. It was done well. That he's just, you know, that they went that way and it wasn't offensive, yeah, yeah. in my opinion. But then it opens us up then so that everybody leaves to good. the weirdest yes, pit I ever. Love it. So oh my good. God, I was like, so I strange. Went, yes. So I, Billy, st- oh wow. wait, first the doctor comes in, before the uh-huh. doctor leaves, he tells Kenny, he goes, well, Kenny, we've done all the tests and you're fit as a fiddle. You're totally yeah. fine. And Kenny's like, oh, no way, Doc. Can't be. I'm He's having like, a Kenny. stroke, Doc. He's like, just go home and enjoy your life. And Kenny's not nah, just got that smile. But like, so then it cuts to Billy. Then the action, we are focused over on Billy. She's like, you know, Harry, I was lying to you. I just wanted you to get that test. You know, I was making up these emotions. That not, And to this time, we're looking over their shoulders and yeah, they're Kenny, in the foreground, and Kenny's in the background. Yeah. Well, Kenny Beelan walks over to the window, opens the window, and I'm Sheepishly going- Sheepishly looks over his shoulder, see if put, they're looking. They're not looking. Puts his legs over, and hops. There he and goes. And then you get the biggest Thud. laugh track ever. <laughs> and then they're I just like- laughing. Did you hear something? I was like, yeah. I was like, but and that, Billy says that's, no. Right. 
I was like, that guy just, because I mean, that he was the himself. type of fall. You didn't hear like a, a clunk and then him go, oh, I was like, no, Kenny just no. committed suicide. <laughs> yeah. You just, we just heard the fall and I was expecting that there would, the gag was that there would be a ledge. So you'd see his head pop back up like, right. oh the man, exactly. like I couldn't even do yeah. it. So I'm just. There, you know, so the, Harry, did you hear something? Billy's like, no. And so they're still talking and Billy's kind of like, well, you know, I lied. I just wanted you to get to go to the doctor, so on and so forth. It doesn't really matter what they're talking about. And I, I'm not even listening because I'm looking back at the window for the gag, for yep, the bit the to gag, complete itself. The gag that's not coming. The, the gag, gag that's not come coming. Until it I'm, comes in the greatest of ways. Yeah, yeah. it comes in the greatest so then of ways. I, would assume... I was like, what the fuck? is going on we go to commercial yep, in our I left so, yeah we with our- just we gotta watch a schlitz commercial and think i just saw a guy kill himself <laughs> right exactly go I'll, Adams I'll, just hung I'll himself. insert the most jovial 80s commercial from this year into the podcast <laughs> and then we'll come it's just some sort of like happy bullshit commercial there's a feeling that's been growing in this country that we love. It's the spirit of our people. It's the drive to rise above. Don't worry, America. You've got the gusto now. Have a schlitz, America. You've got the gusto now. Here's to the guys who are making America great from the guys who make schlitz a great American beer. Have a schlitz, America. You've got the gusto now. Uh, and then do we immediately go to the the bed or is that reveal? No, it's the waiting room. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's Mac and Selma. Oh, right, right, right. Mac, Mac approaches Selma who's now in what we think is a waiting room, but it looks like now just a chair moved uh-huh. into the hospital room. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, But, but we're not looking at the beds or anything mm-hmm. like that. And, and Mac's kind of like, Hey, Harry's going to be fine. It was a whistle. He's in surgery. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everything's okay. Selma's like, oh my gosh, good. I'm going to go have a cigarette. I must be a cotton behind right now. And I was waiting. I thought the, the uh, Kenny gag was going to come now because I thought Selma was going to have some dark humor. Like, I can't even smoke on the sidewalk oh, anymore. Oh, that would have been good. Like, I was waiting for her to, like, give us the final coffin nail for kenny oh yeah but she, she should have been outside when kenny jumped and then came inside with a broken cigarette and said that's what i was thinking oh, like, if that, that was a, a banana, banana yeah i'd be dead Ugh. uh so i expected her to deliver the news or to like be injured because he I fell on not, her i did not think about that so when i she, love it she left like nonplussed by prop most likely seeing a guy jump out a window it's like what the fuck happened to kenny right but we Where's soon Kenny? we soon find out because Salma so, goes to have a cigarette, and then you hear old Kenny Beeling go, "Hey Mac, is that you?" Yeah. Oh yeah. So Mac Mac walks in, and we see Kenny with with Cass. I'll let you guys take it away. But... He goes, "Mac, I have wonderful news. Yes. Broken arms." And he holds up two casted arms. <laughs> he's like, and that he's like, "Oh, that's great, Kenny." He's like, "Yeah," and some internal stuff going. Or no, and he Mac picks up his chart. Yeah, and Mac's Doc like, "Mac shows up. Ooh, looks like some internal stuff too." He's like, "Yeah, lacerated kidneys." And just over and the then, moon with every all of these injuries he has. And then Mac goes, fractured tibia, you hit the jackpot. And then Fra- he's just, Kenny's like, I should have thought of this sooner. 
(laughs) To which Matt goes, thought of what? And then we're just left there with, like, them talking and, like, I would assume Kenny telling Mac that he tried to commit suicide. No, because, no, it's interrupted because Papa Jack walks in. That's right, yeah. Oh, okay. So, So now Papa Jack, who, as a reminder, owned the Greek restaurant, which when you finish that scene, you think that. Harry did not have mm-hmm. this, you know, this thing for weeks previously. You're assuming that when Harry gets really sick, that it's immediate from the food. So Papa Jack is coming with flowers to visit. You know, this man got sick at his restaurant, so yeah. on and so forth. And he goes, you know, is this is this Judge Stone's room? And Max says, oh, he he's gone. He's not. He's, he's gone. gone. Let like. Not, but two hours ago, yeah, basically. Nah, but you missed him by gone, two hours. You know, it was two hours ago. So Papa Jack's just looking, and and that that's the whole bit. It's it's really funny. He lays the bouquet on the bed and just goes, no! Freeze frame. And then freeze frame, which was amazing. Boom, it was boom, such boom, a, boom, a cute, like, bookend. It's a funny yeah. bookend with Papa Jack, right? A character we yeah, didn't think we were going to so, see him again. I didn't either. I had forgotten about him, and Same then he here. came back, and I went, well, that's fucking perfect. And it makes sense. It was an earned bit, because like you said, like, he thinks Harry got sick on his food, and now he shows up at the hospital. He killed a man. And the guy's dead. Yeah, he yeah. already bucoed him. So it is manslaughter. So like, that, it all ties back Yeah, together. like, literally, the bit isn't even just, like, this poor man thinks his friend died. It's He thinks he killed a man. He's going to go to jail. And not one of those cushy Greek jails. Oh, yeah. Not where he's, you know, Greek Brad Pitt. <laughs> Pitsopolis. <laughs> Brad Pitsopolis. So I want to meet Brad Pitsopolis. That's so good. <laughs> Starring Brad Pitsopolis. Uh, all right, Gavelbangsopolis, you crazy Greeks. Uh, I went. I I eight point five. I'm I'm going nine. I love this episode. Ooh, I love this episode. Wow, that's so funny. I went eight. So eight to eight point five to nine, we average eight point five. It's a good episode, so but good. John Aston, man, he fuck. crushed it. They wrote him perfect. You forget he how delivered it perfect. Good he is. Talk about a goddamn pro. Every bit was earned. It was so fast. There was so much that actually happened, and so many jokes that we just covered in the last hour and a half. Yeah. In Everybody, that twenty three yeah. minutes, like that could have been an hour. Like it really, like. Honestly, they did so much. I loved that we got out of court, but we still had that weird fucking New York case. Totally. Like, Mm, oh, absolutely. We were in court for all of three minutes and we still got a quintessential night court case, like done so well Mm -hmm. with great with great bit actors. Like everything was just so good. And you know what? The Billy... And Harry thing and the the romance aspect, like it's annoying because I don't particularly love her. But Ellen Foley didn't do a horrible job this week. But also the stuff that Billy says is mm-hmm. earned from yeah, previous really. episodes, from what would you do in that position, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And it's faster; it doesn't get too watered and bogged down so no. even with that stuff which you would assume that i would be annoyed at rightfully so i, I was fine yeah everybody i thought it was a very awesome well-balanced episode stuff paid like just talking about the proper jack thing gags paid off later they ran gags through yep. like 
the way Mac and Bull were with the doctor. And then the punchline is Dan just treats the doctor like shit. Harry was the heel. Harry was the heel he of this episode. Was. Yeah. Harry the yeah. heel. And as far as Billy stuff, I mean, we better, we just need to belt seat ourselves into the Billy Buick. There's 22 episodes, I think, this season. And Billy's in all of them. So. And there's one in the future right. where her and Harry are tied to a chair. So. Oh, oh God. We might have a, a box episode where oh, it's just the, them in an apartment. The I hope they're tied to a chair to as at. Nazis light the room on fire. All right. Well, I mean, what do you say? We got juice and muffins at six. We do. The night is long and full of weirdos. John Aston is so good. He makes Sean Astin look bad, but well, now that I know it's his dad, like I was like, he should have played Sean Astin. He should have played Bilbo. Really, he been he been such a good Bilbo. Wouldn't you? Didn't you say to me that he doesn't come back as Kenny, but that yes. he comes yes. back in Night Court? At so least, we will at least five more times, four or four, so more five more definite- times as the same character, though. Yeah, which is who we, whom we haven't met. He's not Kenny. He's going to be no. somebody else. But oh, that character we see a few more times. So that's that's wonderful that we'll have Something him to look, forward, to look to. forward to. Why wouldn't you have that guy back, right? It's like yeah, that guy's why the not? Best. He's so funny. It's too bad. It's too he he's a good Riddler. It's just too bad he had to get uh, uh, compared to Frank Gorshin. You can't you can't you, you, it's it's too too hot, too difficult. But he he still crushed it. Certainly certainly beat the hell out of Raul Julia. <laughs> Talk about talk about making a character your own. So uh, he's best known for playing Gomez, and I we've we've had so much John Aston, but this is episode. Talk about uh, creating like an iconic character of Gomez. The show was only on for two seasons. You know what I mean? I saw the episode count. It was like twenty episodes, if that even. Yeah, and it's like everybody still in 2017 knows that show and that cast, and it's because he's yeah. and that Gomez because he's the fucking man. So good. Yeah, We're going to get him on. Get him on the pod. Let's get Sean. We can have we do Rudy cast. Oh, that's a good idea. We'll find sure out why he wasn't Bilbo. Rudy. Probably Sean didn't want to. <laughs> oh, it's my dad. He was playing He was playing nasty teen. I don't want to work <laughs> with my dad. <laughs> All right. Well, night is long and full of weirdos, guys. Have a good night, Court. All right, there it was, you Ridlin Gomez's. It's uh, that was season two, episode nine, inside Harry Stone, and put it inside the books. If you liked this episode, please go back and listen to our previous episodes and subscribe to the pod so you can hear future episodes. Uh, you can check out more information on the podcast at our website, jerkpractice.com, which also has a blog related to our main podcast, Jerk Practice, on iTunes and Google Play. We're also on Facebook, at Jerk Practice Pod. And if you wouldn't be so kind to write a review of this podcast, it'll help other people find the community, and we'll finally get Night Court on the goddamn streaming airs. Bull free. Night Court. Kenny, I have the most wonderful news. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs>
Broken arms. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. I've got internal things, too. Yeah? <laughs> oh, bruised kidney, two cracked ribs, fractured tibia. Hey, you hit the jackpot. <laughs> I don't know why I never thought of it before. <laughs> thought of what? Our parents. They want the best of stuff for us. But right now, they gotta do what's right for them. Cause it's their time. Their time. Up there. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. That's all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket.